So on this episode of My Sister Said Podcast, I'm going to be explaining the difference between church hurt and spiritual abuse. Let's get into it. Hello, I'm Uche. Welcome back to My Sister Said Podcast. I'm glad you're here. And this podcast is a podcast for Christians who want a Christian without a stick up their butt and Christians who want a Christian without feeling like they have to be perfect all the time because that's exhausting okay so today i'm going to talk about the difference the difference between spiritual abuse and church hurt okay so uh, to start off i i don't think a lot of people understand the definition of abuse right but just just you know what is it called humor me for a second so if you didn't know this the definition of abuse is a pattern of behavior, pattern of behavior used to gain and maintain power and control over another person. Okay? That is the definition of abuse. And I didn't actually know that um, before. And I was like, oh, crap. And it opens up a lot of understanding. So understanding about what it means to be verbally abused. So someone's pattern of behavior. If they're always cussing you out and always calling you bad names, that's their pattern of behavior. It's verbally, it's verbally abusive. That's the pattern of behavior. It's not a one-time deal. It's continuous. So that's how, you know, someone cheating on you. It's a pattern of behavior. Every time they cheat on you, you're upset. Every time they cheat on you, it hurts you. It, you know, it, you feel awful. That controls your emotion, that pattern of behavior someone's doing. So we have to understand that that's what, you know, that's what abuse means. It's a pattern of behavior. Um, used to maintain, um, to establish, maintain power and control over a person. Okay. Sorry. Here's how I see it. Okay. Abuse is like the flu. Okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Abuse is like the flu. So, um, you know, if you, if you have body aches, if you have a, you know, you have chills, if you have a fever if you, if you test positive for the flu, it doesn't matter if you want the flu. It doesn't matter if you're in denial. If you have the flu, you have the flu. Like you have all the symptoms. This is what's happening to you. And that's the way I feel about abuse. That's the way like abuse is. It's like it doesn't, no one wants, no one wants the flu. Just like no one wants to be abused. But if someone has a pattern of behavior of giving you the silent treatment to punish you, bullying you, creating a toxic work environment, spreading gossip or lies about you, threatening to arrest you to force a meeting, <laughs> hint, hint, that's happened to me at my church. Someone or people isolate you from your family and friends. They limit access to your finances or start trying to control your finances, threatening your children, breaking your stuff denying reality, neglecting your feelings, calling you names and lying to you, all that behavior. If someone has a pattern of doing that repeatedly to you, that is abuse. That's why it's so important to understand these contests between, you know, church hurt and spiritual abuse. Okay. You know, one thing about the flu is like, okay, well, you can be in denial and flu and just keep taking antibiotics. They won't work. Right. It's not until you understand you have a viral infection that you know how to start treating it. 
that's like, that's the same thing for abuse. All right, so let's just get into um, what spiritual abuse is, and then we're going to talk about the difference between that and church hurt, okay? So spiritual abuse is, is literally just a pattern of behavior of someone using your belief system against you, okay? You might not be a Christian. You might not be, you know, might be whatever belief system you have. You might even not be even religious. It might just be like, okay, you believe in forgiving, right? Or you believe in, uh, you know, you fight for your, all of your relationships, no matter what, you fight for it. That belief system um, or belief that you submit to, you know, authority figures, you submit to elders or whatever in church, um, those kind of things. Some people who are toxic, people who are spiritually abusive, um, and they might not even be in a religious institution or a church, they just might just be like, oh, well, you believe this, so I'm going to use it against you. Like if someone is toxic or has a toxic personality um, or they're selfish, they'll take that belief that you, you know, your belief in forgiveness and constantly do that, um, that betrays your trust and then says, well, I thought you believed in forgiveness. And then at least, you know, and then it leads to emotional blackmail, you know, and they just use it against you. And so that's why it feels like it kills your soul because they t- take something that's really good in you and turn it against you and use it as a weapon. Um, so that's like spiritual abuse is just using your belief systems against you, a pattern of behavior of using your belief systems against you. Okay. So if someone misrepresents their character to you, or if an individual or an institution lies to you about their ideologies or their values, this is spiritual abuse. They are using your belief system to control your perception of who they are so that you trust them, even though they are not trustworthy. And honestly, this is a huge reason why Betrayal trauma and hypocrisy go hand in hand in regards to spiritual abuse. So individuals, as well as like institutions or groups of people can, you know, be be spiritually abusive. Um, My, my, (laughs) yeah, my church would use like, uh, use what they would weaponize, like the belief in peace and unity and building up against me and like, okay, I believe in building people up. I believe in God's word and it means to build up the church. But they would say it in a way to silence you and to not, you know, calling out horrible behaviors. Like, no, you're not building up. I'm like, this is negative. I can't twist this into being positive. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, it, it's those kind of things that kind of like that pattern of behavior that's always pushed and it's pushed in order to control how you behave. Um, doesn't actually help the situation or address the issue just to control your reaction to it, control your, um, try to control your perception of something like you're just thinking about it wrong. And, you know, someone who's trying to always control your emotions, that's emotionally abusive. It's emotionally abusive. Um, another way that happens to a lot of people is whenever they do come out with, you know, uh, talking about being hurt by an individual or a pastor, you know, or whatever, they're met with like invalidation and invalidation, you know, not just with one person, it's with many people. You know, you go to one person and they gaslight you. You go to another person and they invalidate what you just said and said, you're, you need to just strive for unity. You know, you need to just strive for unity and 
and peace. Just, you know, stuff your feelings, just get over it. You go to another person, they're just like, you're making a big deal about it. You're being actually prideful by not forgiving, you know, and that pattern of behavior, even though it's, you know, one person's doing it, another person, it's all in the same institution. It's happening in the same place. You know, they have God's word. They know what it says, but they are each person pattern of neglecting you and invalidation. That's the pattern of behavior. That's the culture of the institution. And believe me, like a culture of an institution can be spiritually abusive. And like, let me say my church, the culture of the institution is like watermark over everything. Watermark over the individual. That's the culture of the church. So if you, you know, diss watermark, if you diss the church, <laughs> you're on your own. That's like, you're on your own. Like, that's just rule number one, you do not break. So it's, it, that's the culture of the church. And that's spiritually abusive because, you know, it's protecting an institution instead of a person. Because especially if they've used your belief system against you, your belief in forgiveness, your belief in, you know, um, Matthew 18, and your belief in just trying to be at peace with people. Um, I hope that makes sense. And <laughs> so... And so um, let's get into the definition of church hurt. Um, so, so in regards to church hurt, right? I've heard so many people say, well, you know, an individual hurts you. It's not, you know, not a church, a church didn't hurt you. An individual hurts you. A few people hurt you. And that's gaslighting. Let me just say that's, that's gaslighting. Because in reality, if three out of 30 people hurt you, but 27 out of 30 people know about the hurt and still don't help you, then 30 people hurt you no matter what someone tries to say. What I'm absolutely sure of is that no one who was hurt in a church, no one who was hurt in a church was like, it's not just one person that hurt them over and over again. They trusted people in their church and but each time they trusted someone, they were, you know, met with betrayal or met with, you know, invalidation or met with something. They didn't have to go to each person. It was maybe it takes like two or three. It's like, damn, this is just going to keep happening. It doesn't matter what I do. So I got to I got to bounce. Or you can watch a whole bunch of people start shunning you, giving you the silent treatment at the same time. That's always fun. Um, <laughs> it's always fun. Just kidding. It's not. But yeah, like that, that's church hurt. That's church hurt. And that's spiritual abuse. Same, same difference, man, <laughs> literally. And it's, it's awful. So, you know, the thing about church hurt, I usually say that because people don't, you know, people are like <laughs> taken aback by when I, if, if I say, hey, you know, it's spiritual abuse, just like I was, I was like, lady, no one's been abused here. You know, I'm not trying to be a victim. If for some reason it sucks to admit that I was abused, and I'm like, wait a minute. Well, I was abused. I, I, it's not that I wanted it. It's not like I had this, but like, this is just what happened. And I was so blessed. This woman found me on Instagram. She's like, yeah, what you went through, I understand it was racism. And that's how, actually how I understand that racism is abuse. But like, she's like, what you've gone through is spiritual abuse. And I was like, no, lady. I was like, chill, lady. Like, ugh, not everybody's been abused. Like, oh God, trying to push your narrative on people. Like, chill, you know. <laughs> I, I'm still friends with her. I'm, I, I follow her on Twitter now. I, I found she found me, and then I found her again. I think, um, 
yeah, on Twitter. And I was like, are you the person who told me? She's like, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I love you so much. Like, thank you. Because it opened my eyes. Like, because I'd never heard that term before. Something happens. There is a beautiful and wonderful change that happens once you name the thing, once you understand what the fuck you just went through, right? And then it just like opens your mind. And that's when healing started for me. And I think that's what healing starts for a lot of people, naming the thing. So yeah, that's, I don't even know where I was going with that, but whatever. So that's the difference between church hurt and spiritual abuse. There is no difference. You need to heal from both. <laughs> you need to heal from both, um, each one of them. And um, hopefully now you have named the thing that you're healing from and you can start your recovery process. Oh, please God. Like when you see, oh my goodness, I'm getting better. It's beautiful. And that's what I hope for everybody. Okay. So thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And I hope this really helped you. And yeah. I hope you have a good one.